Grow Great is a city government leadership podcast with Lisa Norris and me, Randy Cantrell. Each week we share insights, experiences, and wisdom to help you and your leadership grow great. Our website is growgreat.com. Well, we talked about my new role uh, on the last podcast. I it's funny because I'm actually called a managing director, similar to kind of a kind of like an ACM type role. Um, the fire chief is telling everybody, look at this is Lisa. She's a super director. Yeah, like, I started okay. to say that's, that's the title. <laughs> I love I'm, that title, Robert. That's the title I'm giving you. Super director. Super director. Robert. Yeah. So uh, anyway, but uh, he started laughing. So he calls me the super director now. But, you know, with along with a new role, especially when I have promoted inside the organization, and so many people do this. We promote all the time, right? Uh, we promote experts to new jobs, higher level, senior level, manager level. Well, no different here. I promoted to a different level, same organization. Comes with challenges, um, good and bad, um, or I should say different, really. I, I don't know if it's bad. It's challenging because I've been in the HR department for going on 27 years here through lots of teams, lots of people. Uh, old ways, new ways. I've seen it. I've done it. And we're a high performing team and I love, I love my staff. So along with the transition to a new role, now I've gotten airport general services, IT, uh, and HR general services being fleet and facilities. So areas that of which I don't know, I know the people because I've been here so long, sure. right? All good people. Um, but I don't know their areas and what they have to deal with other than what I might have personally requested myself, like getting enough computer set up for a staff member or things like that. So for me, it is a ton of, you know, you talk about our leadership recipe. It is going into it with a ton of humility, a ton of curiosity of having to ask questions, seek understanding and knowledge and because like you and I were talking before we hopped on, I can't even get to compassion yet. I'm just trying to drink from a fire hose and understand what is it you all deal with every day with my directors under me? What are your needs? How can I best serve you? What is problematic? You know, just understanding the issues and what they're facing to help support them in their roles. While at the same time, I've got an incoming leader that's going to be the HR director and trying to create separation intentionally for my staff, not in a bad way, but to start splitting myself away from the leadership role in that department, the decision maker in that department to transitioning them to a new leader that might have different and better ways of doing things. Um, that's, that's, can prove challenging because I've been with the people. Now, the great news is I've got a great relationship with my current HR staff. That new leader is not going to be here for another month or so. Um, but I'm intentionally moving offices next in the next two weeks out of HR because I didn't want to be physically present. Um, not, not it's it's like hard to explain. Not to separate myself and not be available to them to help but to physically remove myself from being seen so they're getting more comfortable with me not being there mm -hmm. and more comfortable with the new leader present, right? To support her in that role and let her make her decisions and her make um, 
judgments on how she might want to operate. It's different from what I did, gaining trust of staff, et cetera. So it's, you know, it's unique while I'm, while I'm trying to learn the other departments, I'm also trying to provide a little bit of separation, really genuinely for the good of the group. But it's not, it's, it can be painful, I'm sure for some. And I had sent out an email to my team saying, listen, uh, basically, I, I wish I had it in front of me, but I don't, but it basically was like, you know, changes can be good and change can be hard and change to each person you're you're from a different perspective and you may see it differently but basically embrace the change it's time to dance in the rain mm-hmm. you know just embrace what's That's before right. you and not looking back um to give everybody a new day and a new opportunity um because i want the new leader to lead her department in her way not my way yeah but i'm still over them so i in my head, I'm trying to transition to really supporting her in her new role and see things the way she would like to do them and making sure that I'm supporting her in that. And it's not, but when I did it, because I've got to really be careful not to do that where she feels, you know, um, maybe restrained a bit. I really don't want her to feel that way. I want it to, I want her to blossom and grow in that role. And uh, so it's, it's comes with a set of challenges and, and it comes with its set of um, pros and cons and just approaching it as a new day for everybody, getting to know my new leaders and getting to know her and her leadership style and way and still growing and stretching her when she comes here. Yeah. Well, you and I have talked and and we'll be documenting Lisa's journey a little bit. It's not like we're going to devote, you know, full episodes to this whole thing. Uh it's not like it's well, it could be life with Lisa. But, <laughs> oh, but, a new podcast. No, I'm but, just kidding. <laughs> you know, I think it's important. I mean, there are things that you've learned so far and a month from now, you know, so I think I think the audience could benefit from a check in because so many people in our audience, they've, they've got aspirations, whether it's inside their own organization or getting to another organization, because that's where the opportunity is. I mean, this podcast is largely appealing to high performers and those people that are trying to be- become high performers. I mean, you're not going to they've already to moved. Podcast. Yeah, you're not going to listen to a podcast called Grow Great if you're not if that's not an ambition that you've got. Grow, so grow mediocre. It, yeah, so I think <laughs> I, yeah, so I think I think the journey's beneficial and I think our our documenting it bits and pieces here and there sure. is going to be is going to be valuable. You know, so today we just kind of want to peel the curtain back a little bit and just share it's we're real early in the process, but mm-hmm. so talk about, talk about that letting, letting a department that you've been the leader of for so long and letting go of that. What, what have you learned so far about yourself, about the department, about what you feel like you need to do to give the next leader so that you, they're not living in your shadow. Yeah. Well, the the first thing that was important to me, um, because I have wanted to grow and advance, I have wanted, it's been open in the dialogue on these podcasts, my leaders knew it and supported me in that journey. So as I looked forward to it, the, f- the very first thing I was grateful for is that I wanted to identify, which we all should be doing, identify the next leader whether in your organization or outside of your organization. And in this case, 
Um, I have two fabulous HR managers, but they're very green in role and still have lots to learn and experience. Not that they weren't capable of being a director, but it had been much harder right at this moment in their lives. Timing just wasn't right. Timing just wasn't right, but they're amazing people. They will both be, they will both be amazing directors. And I've told them such, so this is no secret. Um, they just need more time um, to experience more life in this role. But um, without identifying the leader that will carry on, not my way of doing things, but the desire to have a high-performing team, the ability to grow and stretch people and be genuine, the ability to be humble um, and really have a great perspective between your people and your business objectives, both being equally important. Without the, without identifying that, this might have been, this would have been a much more difficult transition. But I have trust and faith because I know the individual, right? Mm-hmm. That's what's made all the difference in the world in that journey. So, kind of step one is identifying your next leader and having those crucial conversations with your existing ones to help them through the decision, because that can be so hard for so many. Um, you know. Um, I even remember, and I relayed this to them while I know what they, I know where they want to go and I know how badly they want to be there. That's hard, right? And I relayed the exact same thing that happened to me when there was an ACM opening in our, in our city in recent, uh, within the last year. And I, I had the same difficult conversation with my city manager, but at the same time, I understood it. Exact same reasons. You still need to grow. You need to learn here's the skill set we needed right now. It wasn't mine. That was not my, it was a legal skill set they needed. They were doing lots of contracts and land negotiations. I do not have that. So I understood the why, which was important. And I just try to give that to my team members as well. So first knowing your successor and that they're going to follow what's important to you and your values system, I think is critical. Um, but she'll lead differently than me. And I'm kind of excited about that. She has similar traits, but she got, she has her own way and she's strong minded and confident. And so I know she will take the team even further than I have taken them, which is what I wanted to advance our profession and our industry and our team. What's been hard about it for you up to this point? The hardest point is I just love my team. I just love HR. It's been my whole world, my whole life. And I'm getting outside of that zone. What's been hard for me is also what I'm most excited about. So it's like a dual sided sword. Um, So I'm going to miss the personal involvement with each member that I know intimately. I know what they want. I know what they're, what drives them. I enjoy the laughter and the conversations and it's genuine I've now got to establish that in these new departments with the leaders that I have and with their teams. So it has to go deeper down. So that um, has been the challenge on both sides with the new teams and losing what was comfortable and rewarding Mm -hmm. to me personally to just have those relationships formed. And they're still there but I have to separate myself for the benefit of the team and the benefit of the incoming leader. Yeah. Well, and then on the, on the other side, so there's letting go of one thing and then there's grabbing hold of the other thing. And you've already, you've already alluded to it. 
just the humility and the curiosity that's necessary because you're as far as the depth of the the actual day-to-day business you know you feel like you're in over your head right now because you're sure your learning curve is so is so steep so talk it's, to us about I'm eager that. yeah i'm eager on that um it's just i consider it a new day I don't want to come in. You know, you always get information, information from the leaders I'm taking over, information from their leadership team, information maybe from their people. I mean, I haven't gotten all this yet, but right. it will come in. It and just the naturally may does. Be, it may be perspective and you may. That's exactly what it you is. You may or may not share that perspective once you get up to speed. That's correct. I think it's natural for humans and for me being in the organization so long, if somebody wants to share something, they're going to hopefully because they trust me. And I'm including my direct reports in that, right? They will tell Mm -hmm. me, I hope what, like I mentioned earlier, what challenges they face, what issues they believe to be true. And maybe we'll identify issues they don't recognize or don't believe to be true. And then we'll have to navigate that issues from customers, issues from their people. Um, We all have those right in leadership. I haven't been in a leadership role that doesn't have one of those exist at some Mm -hmm. point. So for me, as we look at that and look at um, the challenges of leading a new department, it takes, it's going to take time. It took me a long time to get our team to where we are at now in HR. And now I've got four departments larger than my department is where I need to learn the players, learn the members of the team, the issues, and simultaneously solve for anything in four departments versus one. Right. Um, so spreading that time, I've been clearing my calendar, uh, trying to prioritize issues. For the first time, I have a secretary and having to learn how to use her. She's like, Lisa, please <laughs> right. let me schedule your meeting. So I've really I met with her and met with the whole team actually upstairs. Right. And they said, we are here to support you for anything you need. So I've really taken that to heart because they want to serve me. That's right. And I want to serve them back by helping their make their job easier. Right. So I'm learning to ask them to schedule appointments when I can very well do it myself. Sure. But that's they help organize it. And trust me, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. But how I'm learning. Is, how hard has that been? Super hard. Yeah. That has been my biggest challenge because I've always been just self-sufficient. I have a um, we have coordinators here, but they they serve the team, right. not me. Right. Right. Their job is Does to support the team. It does feel selfish and I feel like I'm using their time and, and they have better things to do than schedule my appointments and meetings. No, that's their job. That's their, that's their service. And they're, she, they're so excited to do yeah. it. So yeah. I really, you know, me, I want to yeah. embrace if that adds value for them, then right. it's important to me. I yeah. want, I want them to feel that value that's and right. a feel appreciation for what they do in that role because it's, it, it really is critical. I just haven't done it before. So it's just yeah, a new No, I'm right there with you because method. it does. It, it does. I mean, I, I, as you were talking, I was sitting there thinking, yeah, I, re- I remember when that happened. You know, of course, I was <laughs> I was blessed because I was young, but, man, it felt so weird. It just felt yeah. so colossally selfish, you know, and I had to I had to find the switch in my head to realize this is their role. Just do everything you can to help them do as perform as high at the highest level that they can at that role. I can tell you that that will get better over time. At least it did for me and that these will be people that will, they will become big confidants for you. I predict. 
Well, and because I because they they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna know your schedule. They're gonna sure. you know, they're gonna give get some sense of something. I would just encourage you to consider whatever moving forward, whatever they can serve you as far as sounding board. I don't. They're not gonna make decisions for you, but yeah, of course. their their insight. Well, I'll just their insight is as valuable. You and I both know the problems and the challenges that we face. And I don't mean anything negative by this. This is simply a way to communicate it so that everybody can understand. If we go to the lowest, lowest level, that's normally where the answers are. That's right. I mean, the frontline people, the people that are doing the work more often than not know the solutions. And the best solutions, not yeah. just a solution. Now, they may not know the problems that their solutions present. That's right. But there's some, there's usually some way around that. There's usually some morphine or hybrid approach or something that can be implemented that will basically take the bulk of what they think ought to be done. And it can be implemented if a leader's tuned in, like I know you will be. Yeah. And I would say the same thing for those people that are serving you, you know. And just when he mentioned morphing, it's not like morphing the drug. He's mentioned like morphing change. Yes, morphine. <laughs> I he said, you know, if they can use morphine, and I'm like, no. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> it's so funny. It's that, it's that Oklahoma, Texas accent <laughs> that, we've, that, we've, that we've got. Morph but going back to that, yeah, morph, morphing. I um, yeah. Adapting. But it's, I agree with you in, in um, allowing them to serve me also allows me to serve them because I can, I can see what they want to accomplish. I can see they may have dreams of escalating in role as well. well and the more the I give of, them, the more it's going to add value to their own skill set and desires. And we'll yeah, learn and more about each other. Over the course of your time there, how many, how many of those kinds of people have we seen go on and get mm -hmm. a bigger job and a bigger job? And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, those yeah. jobs can lead to some, those jobs can lead to something because if if we can help them, you know, develop their skills and help us. So, yeah. Well, and what's so great about having them, um, in my opinion, at the CMO level, because there's three ladies that are currently up there that are helping us um, and they all kind of work hand in hand. They have different direct reports, but of course they help when any of the others are out. So right. they're kind of all knowing and they interact well with the council and the mayor yeah. and the city manager and the other directors. So the insight is critical because they know through talking with them and through priorities, what's important, what can be shifted mm -hmm. where I may not have that insight. I only have my calendars worth of stuff. Right. 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 So I, I'm, I, I'm eager to learn. I hope I'm, I'm doing right by them as I'm learning how to utilize their skill sets and their abilities. Um, but that was a huge shift and people are going, Lisa, that's so minor, but it's big, it's big for me because I haven't ever had to utilize that. Yeah. Right. So each, yeah. we talk about each person's challenges are their own. Yeah. Well, this, you know, you may look back and say, I've had a secretary or an assistant for 35 years. Well, I have never had one. So, yeah, so it's a big asking somebody to do hurdle. my work. Yeah. I feel I should be able to do that myself, but at the same time, it Your really time is better can be spent doing, doing that's right things. Yeah, ten it minutes feels like an imposition when you first start out. It did, and <laughs> and I know Cheryl. You know, I said, "Gosh, I hate just asking them to print this booklet and add it to a binder when I can." She right. goes, "How long?" You know, 
in my head, she's asking, how long would it take you to do that? 30 minutes? Well, that's 30 mm. minutes you lost. You know, yeah, exactly. she's like, Lisa, use them. She said, yeah. I'm telling you because I'm telling myself that too. Right, <laughs> so she struggles right. the same right, way I course. do. Well, I think, yeah, I think good leaders, I think great leaders do, you yeah. know, because it does, it does have a selfish feel to it. It's not selfish. But it does feel that way. Well, or you could just come in there large and in charge and just barking out orders and giving everybody, telling everybody what to do. I don't, I don't know how to do that either. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know how to bark out orders. Yeah, it's not my style. That, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't go over big. No, listen, no. I, I'm happy for you. It's clear that the folks over on LinkedIn, you know, we, we share these on LinkedIn. And by the way, I'll go ahead and give you an invite because at the bottom of every post is a link to Lisa's LinkedIn profile and mine. So if you're a member of the audience and you want to connect, please do. Just attach a note, love the podcast, or say something about it. Or hate, or hate it. Can you change the topics? You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> just let us know that you're a podcast listener, and I'll speak for myself. She can speak for herself. I'll I'll connect with you. So, Well, so many of our topics have come from people saying, hey, what are your thoughts on? Or have you spoken yeah, about? Right. Or have you ever had this challenge? We, we grab those, and we try to do those like the next week week if we can so that it's yeah. fresh while it's an impact to you all as listeners which we, we do try to hit on that well this is real world you know lisa and i are not coming at this from academia we're not Mm-mm. we're not trying to take some highbrow approach you know i i was describing to somebody i just got back from a, a trip to you know i was in the gulf south and doing some stuff and somebody was asking about about the work and about the podcast and i said you, you know, this whole leadership thing is largely it's just it's just the balance between your boots being on the ground and then being more at a drone level so that you can see the big picture and much of what we talk about here i think is just having to navigate okay when do i need to get my boots dirty and when do i need to get up off the ground so my boots aren't even on the ground and knowing that so that you can see it from a better perspective well okay from a broader perspective and then sometimes, yeah, you do. You you do have to get down, down in it to see it. What are you? What are your thoughts moving forward? It's early on, but that difference of having to pull back so that you can see it brought more broadly. And yet, I know that you're going to have some problems that are going to be put on your plate, and now you're going to have to get at a lower altitude just so you can get your head wrapped around them. Yeah. It's interesting because uh, I know that will come up and all I know to do, honestly, Randy, is to adapt to my natural style, which, you know, I just am going to have to, my first goal is to understand what the issue is. What What is the issue? And secondly, what's the cause? And usually the cause will come from, it'll be different depending on who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. You know, people assume it, it's a cause, but I've, my approach is on any issue, any problem, even in HR, just a day-to-day, a benefits issue, a payroll issue. I just go talk, okay, what what from your perspective is causing you problems, right? And then typically we'll f- start see- I'll start seeing some common things. The challenge next is much bigger. So getting the data is not hard. People, if they trust you, which I haven't ever had an issue with a lack of trust, they will talk to me because I'm genuinely invested in wanting it to be better for them, all of us. And like I said, when I start, I'm having to start fresh. It's a new day, right? I'm clean slate. I'm I'm coming in with a lot of information and will continue to get information from all different sources. 
But from my perspective, it's a fresh day and I need to understand it from your eyes, what you see, whoever I'm talking to. The harder part of that is then trying to determine when I'm over directors and I've been a director, not to undermine or try to approach it in a way I think is best. I can still approach it. I can still see my vision of what I think will work. But the role now is like when you work and you're trying to grow and stretch your people, which I'll just be doing at a different level. I'm still trying to grow and stretch those directors and their direct reports. But I want them to solve for the issues. Now I'm I'm doing, in my opinion, even more coaching on asking questions. What do they see? How do they see us solving the issue? And who should we get involved? And how should we approach it? And then following up to make sure that it's being put into action and that the results are what we want. So to me, I'm doing a lot more measurement only because I don't also know the players well and their work styles yet. Right. I know the, I know it's different. I know the people, I know them by name. I've talked to them. Right. I really don't know how they work, how they approach solutions, how they approach issues. So I'm learning all that, even though I've been in the organization 27 years, because I haven't had, I haven't been in their shoes. Yeah. That's the harder part for me is to make sure I am supporting them and growing them, having hard conversations when I need to that are supportive for their best interest, but also great conversations and great applauding when they need it, uh, even at our level as a director. That's what Cheryl did to me. That's the only way I know how to service others is to continue applauding the successes and trying to steer them when there's been a failure because, you know, in a failure, you just dust your, dust yourself off and get back up and keep going. Yeah. Um, well, the boots on the ground is where you have to be to have the conversations. You have to yeah. talk to people to get their perspective. And it's, it's just way. balancing it. Cause yeah. I don't want to, st- normally I want to be the one that's what my role has been. Yeah, I go in and I figure out the problem. Right. Right. But it's not my department now. It's no. their department. So I've got a, it's a different level that I have yeah. to approach it from to make sure I'm respecting their authority um, and their oversight to get them to move it where we need to go and we agree we need to go as a team. Have you already, have you, do you, do you have yet any sense of your, your naive curiosity? And I mean that in a flattering way. Your naive curiosity and the questions that are born from that. Do you have any sense of the value that may be, that may be providing people who have been in these departments and perhaps for a long, long time? I don't know yet because I'm so remember I'm, I'm like now 10 calendar days in yeah. and really my position, it was effective on 10 one. Right. So I, yeah. Yeah. So but that was a Sunday. <laughs> right. Right. Well, but Cheryl said, kinda, you're in it when we told you you were in it, no matter what. So I laughed yeah, about that. But, hybrid because you still have the HR until that's right. Person gets there. But the um, I can just tell you that from my experience, I have found that somebody asking, and I, I always called it, and I wasn't just being self-deprecating, but somebody asking the seemingly stupid, naive question really got people who had been doing it and doing it and doing it forever and ever. It was just interesting to me at some point sooner than later, some of the aha moments, because they Come on, we we all get kind of stuck, mm-hmm. and we stop questioning things. We just assume that you know we just keep doing rolling. This. Yeah, exactly. We're putting one foot in front of the other, 
And then my other comment would be, and my curiosity would be, as you as you move forward, and if it's happened already, then that that's great. I'd like to hear about it. You know, the questioning the answers that we thought we already knew. That's for me. That was a early, early on when I mm-hmm. got in a space that I didn't really know anything about. That that became pretty profound for me. So I'm going to be curious to watch you from. A very safe distance here. Yeah, you know how, <laughs> well, how that happens for you. I will. So to the first to the first question, when I'm um, when I'm kind of a, approaching how this is going to look and how I'm going to go about with the curiosity. Um, right now, you you call it naive, naive curiosity, right? Yeah. And and you just don't know. You don't know what you, you don't know. And I'm just asking a lot of questions. Uh, and I've told them, I've tried to lay the groundwork going, guys, I know you personally, but I don't know your work. I don't know these agenda items on the council. I okay. don't know what a Motorola consulate. <laughs> I, I had called, right. I called our IT director and I said, okay, right. you're not going to be there tonight. And there's a gentleman who asks a lot of questions at oh, council, right. um, not on our council, but a citizen. And, yeah. and he's great. He just, he's yeah. curious, yeah. right? Right. And I said, I, I just want to make you look good, me look good on my first council meeting following. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you have four items and you're not going to be there. Yeah. So I said, what is a consulate? And he's like, oh, it's just like a, you know, it's just like a radio that dispatch uses. I thought, okay, so if I say a dispatch radio, it's, it, that's the right term. He goes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but I'm just asking, cause I don't even know what the words mean. Right. Right. So well, that's, I told that's them all part of it is just learning the vocabulary of all these different things. Yeah. That's exactly right. I, t- I told all the directors, I said, I'm going to ask a lot of questions, not because you're not doing your job, not because I'm doubting your abilities because I simply don't know. Right. And I'm invested in you. I want yeah. to know and want to understand so I can best support you. Are you sensing any frustration on their part by that process? A, a little. Hey, well, you will. You will. It's not. Uh, they're just like, oh, gosh, here. Yeah. This is <laughs> oh, here we go. And so I even sent a message after the fact. I'm like, I am so sorry. I'm asking so many questions, but I just want to understand it. And they said, totally understand. Totally understand why you're doing it. Um, so, but I okay, have I don't to. Ever, I don't ever do this, but I'm going to do it. Don't apologize okay. for that. Because you're not sorry that you're asking the questions. Well, that's true. That so is stop, true. So stop apologizing for it. You need to ask the questions. Yeah. The questions that, are going to get harder. That's a good point. Guys and gals, the questions are going to get harder. Right now, they're super easy, and y'all know them off the top of your head because I'm an idiot. I don't have a clue. You know. Well, but I'm, you're I, right. I, listen, I'm not picking at you, but no, that's no, a you're great not point. Sorry, you're not sorry. I don't think any. I don't think any leader should be sorry for asking the naive question. Because mm-hmm. listen, folks, you you know our our recipe. I mean, it goes from humility all the way to compassion, and the path forward is you've got to ask these questions to get there. So that's why right. would we apologize that we're on this quest to get to compassion and really high performing leadership? So I didn't mean to sidetrack you. No, you're fine. It, I think that's a really great point. Uh, and it, it's a it's demonstrating that even we can learn as we go through this together, right? That sure. even we're doing a podcast, but in that moment, I, you're like, I, "That's right. I should I should not apologize because I'm really not sorry. I'm trying to learn, and yeah. I and it's for them and for me. So yeah. great yeah. point. Your questions are just going to get better and tougher. Yeah. So yeah. so as we up. talk about that, I I'm asking a lot of questions, trying to understand it. Um, and you're right. Right now. I'm just soaking up all the perspectives. I'm taking a ton of notes just so I don't lose track of 
perspectives on each side that I might need to die. So right now, the way my mind works is I kind of ask questions. I'm asking some specific questions, but I'm also listening a lot of just sitting quietly. They'll share and then I'll do a follow up question, take more notes and told them I'm taking notes and then I clarify. So my understanding is X. Is that fair? You know, just to make sure I've got the general overarching feeling of what's going on. Um, You want to get a lay of the land here. And then I always call it the magic wand question. You know, as I'm talking to directors, what's Uh the one thing? If you could change the one thing, you know what it is, which it always is. Can you guess what one thing that needs to be made better? Well, you almost always default to communication. That's exactly what it's been in every (laughs) case. Every case. It's like it's it goes back to community. We have a lot of issues, but it goes back to communication. We need to improve communication. It's coming from all sides. Right. right. Customer sides, the directors, you That's know, their right. team. Um, that was mine. And I've said it forever. That was our number one issue in HR and will probably always be because communication yeah. is hard. It's an art. It's a skill. That's right. And it is. You're never done learning how to do it best ever. Well, and, and I think it speaks to. I think it speaks to the way you and I have defined leadership, um, that focus on others. I mean, there's, I think in my experience, that's the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is we, our communication is lacking because we can't maintain that focus on others. None of us can. We, we, we get in our own stuff and we got our own perspective and it's human. We're all human. Now, I think people that can lean more heavily into keeping a focus on others for longer periods of time, they're the ones who get better at it because they're just able to look at it through your lens and not get so wrapped up in their own ego and their own pride and their own stuff and realize, okay, I need to help them understand. We've made the analogy before about a race, a relay race where runners are passing a baton. Mm-hmm. we have the baton. We know we have the baton. We don't get quite as focused on, I need to make sure I've got that in your hand and I need to make sure that you totally grasp it before I let go of it. That's the part that I have found in my experience is often missing because I'm thinking about my job and I'm not thinking about me helping you get your job done. That's right. That's very common. So Yeah. yeah big time. Big time. Okay, so let's wrap this up. Yep. And what would you what would you what would you tell our audience at this point, at this early stage of the game? And we'll periodically check in and update folks on your journey. One thing that I found I think is most helpful um, to me, at least, and I'd be so interested if others have gone up into other levels where they've learned and gained some insight because that might help me in the transition. I'd I'd be so interested if our audience has said, hey. This was one thing I learned I would have done differently or better. Um, Those are the most helpful I find often in talking with people. But one thing I'm doing right now is just talking to my people, talking to those that I'm leading, trying to understand what their needs are, how they operate, how they work, what they like, what they don't like, and really trying to determine their style so that I can adjust my communication to them. Because I, I do believe it's different in raising three kids. They all respond differently to different types of communication. And I've learned to approach it differently. And I believe a workplace with employees is very similar. They're all different. And you have to be really intuitive and understand and watch 
how they respond and react to what you're saying. Because if I don't understand my people, I cannot possibly stretch and grow them to help them become better. I just can't do it if I'm not willing to try to understand them. So that that would be my biggest, at least what I'm experiencing now and what I've experienced as an HR director is understanding your people so that you can reach them and teach them and grow them to become better than they are today. That's what I'm learning. Thanks for watching and listening to Grow Great, a city government leadership podcast. For Lisa Norris, I'm Randy Cantrell. Be well, do good, grow great. The website is growgreat.com.